Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. What an episode of Salt Lake City. I was overwhelmed with my thoughts. There were so many thoughts that I had in my head as I watched it. <sighs> Unfortunately, this should have been a live, but I am operating with no Wi-Fi yet again. Because Spectrum is not, the pl is not the one, apparently. I was told when I moved in that everyone had Spectrum. And I, you usually want to ask that because I got in my last apartment, uh, like AT&T, I think. But it was a dead zone for AT&T. So I had to switch. So I don't know what they're talking about in this building, having Spectrum and it being okay. Maybe they just don't need their Wi-Fi like I do. But I'm going to look into switching because I can't handle this. It's like a system outage, like the neighborhood's out. The last time it was out, it was because we had a bad router or I'm sorry, bad modem. I don't know. I don't know the terms. Anyway, um, so yeah, sorry guys. But also an announcement. I'm not going to do the lives for Salt Lake City anymore. I will continue to do them on Mondays and on Fridays, but it's too tricky with, I, I, some, I have to kind of adjust my schedule a lot. And if I have a pocket of time to record, then I, I take it when um, I can. But if I'm having to wait and keep a schedule, because obviously if I want you guys to attend, you have to know the schedule. So if I have to wait until three or whatever, it doesn't always work. So just with the way I have to flip and do Beverly Hills, Miami, like today, which is a Wednesday, and then keep, you know what I mean? It just, it's throwing me off a bit because uh, stuff comes up and you, you get what I'm saying. So Bad news, no more SLC lives, but good news, still Monday and Friday lives. And also, I'll continue, I'll keep, I'm going to record and release these, you know, the, the same day if I can. So hopefully it doesn't ruin anything. Don't be mad. Anywho, we have so much to talk about with this episode of Salt Lake City. So let's just get into it. First things first. Monica FaceTimes Heather to talk about the trip, and she has under-eye masks on and bleach on her lip hair. Just nair it. Just nair that sucker right off. You don't need to bleach it, because then when you bleach it, you can still see it in the sunlight. As someone who has blonde facial hair, you could still see it in the sunlight. Whitney is still in her feelings about Lisa not being there for her when she was, she's always there for, for Lisa. And at first, like, I really was like, when, how are you always there for Lisa? Like, I've just, maybe I'm missing it. Um, uh, but then as we get into the episode, I realize why Whitney has that impression of herself. Of, uh, anyway, at the airport, Whitney won't even talk to Lisa. Lisa is living for Angie's pimple patch forehead accessorizing situation. But then they get they get there, they get on the bus, and apparently Meredith has uh, doubled up on a sleeping pill and still continue to drink alcohol. Now, look, I have been there. When I was, I took a flight, I went to Paris, this is a long time ago, and there was a layover, and I had already taken a sleeping pill on the first flight, and I'd had a bunch of beverages, 
And when I got to the layover aspect of the trip, I was like, I'll just take another sleeping pill. That was not the move because the flight, the second flight was not long enough. So I didn't have enough time to like sleep it off. And I'd also been drinking and I was so nauseous and out of it. So Meredith, I've been there, but she's not going to admit that that's what happened here. Instead, she goes, she gets in and she requests that the, the driver make it warmer. And Heather's like, do not listen to her. She's crazy. But then Meredith slurs to Heather. And I guess Meredith didn't hear that because she slurs to Heather. You screwed up my temperature. They didn't turn it up. I'm like, yeah, you heard her say not to turn it up. But then Monica's like, do you want my blanket? And Meredith then drapes herself in this blanket like a little late, like she's like, mm, okay. And Heather jokes like, I shouldn't have given given Meredith that Xanax before the flight. And we find out that Meredith was so passed out before the flight took off. Whitney says they all took the same sleeping pill before the flight, but Meredith took it twice on accident and also had some drinks. So I, I'm in heaven that we finally get to see Meredith really pilled out. Like she can't argue. Well, she is arguing. She's going to claim that she's maybe getting sick because she is draped in a blanket because she's so, I think I'm getting sick. I think, uh-huh, sure. I've, I literally know her feeling. Like I felt so sick and gross and terrible and like something was really wrong with me. But I also knew that like I shouldn't have taken the second sleeping pill. And had all the drinks. And that's the thing about Meredith. Is she will she will never admit that. Now she's tragically, like, she's ill. Like, she's like, no, I'm actually sick. And the reason they're not honoring her illness the way she thinks they should is because they know why she's sick. They know it's because she she drank too much and she took, a sleep, took too many sleeping pills. She, they are like, you'll be fine. Just, like, buck up. But instead, Meredith, I'm sure Meredith does this on so many family trips. I'm sure they have so many stories of Meredith being like, I am actually sick. Call a doctor. They get to the house. Stunning. Gorgeous. And Heather tells them that they all they all have their own rooms. So go stake your claim. So then they show the women, the various women, like running to find a room. And then they cut to Meredith still draped in blankets, sunglasses on with her big flare pants, just scuffling through saying in her confessional, just give me a room with the bathtub and I'll be fine. And of course, she gets the one room without a bathtub. The next shot is them going to the lunch area. And I i mean, Meredith gives us sulking and, and sauntering a lot. But this was like, she was like, oh my God. And then no one's, no one is acknowledging that the bathtub situation has occurred. And so that she's not getting enough attention. So she, they're like grabbing food and loading their plates up, not saying a word to her about the room situation. And then she goes, I'm going to my room. I'm not feeling great. I'll see you guys later. And Whitney's like, Oh wait, what room are you in? I don't know. Whichever one was left without a bathtub. And then she, she saunters away. You know, she always like has a little bounce to herself, a little bounce and okay. saunters off. Heather and Lisa sit together to eat and Monica comes over and she's like, okay, guys, I'm going to go check on Meredith. And Lisa's like, why? Just chill, eat, let her sleep. Monica, she's upset. 
Lisa, well, can you fix it? That's what I'm trying to do. And like, she, and she's had, Monica's had this dynamic with Meredith from like the beginning of this season, like in Palm Springs. Like she, like she caters to Meredith and wants her to feel like she's taking care of her like a little baby. But okay, both Lisa and Whitney respectively tell Heather and Angie what's happening. So Whitney, she, she texts Lisa and Lisa did not respond. But in her confessional, she basically takes credit for Lisa having like a turning point and becoming a better version of herself. And they show Lisa doing like a charity event thing for the Special Olympics with, with Whitney as like an example. But that's when I went, oh, Whitney think Whitney has deemed herself this person in Lisa's life that Lisa does not deem her to be. And she's like, that's why she keeps saying, I'm always there for Lisa. And, or because in her head, she's making Lisa a better person, which is so Whitney. Like Whitney's so delusional that she thinks when she says things to Lisa, like, will you do my charity event? And Lisa's like, okay. And then does it. She's like, see, I'm helping Lisa. See, Lisa? And meanwhile, Lisa's like, what? No. So then Heather, though, look. I think Heather, when she when she's heard Whitney tell her stories about how she's changing Lisa, I think she's been listening like, mm-hmm. So she innocently tells Lisa, but it's not so innocent, what Whitney has been saying about how, you know, she's been talking to you and changing and making you think about other people and how you're becoming a better person. And then the way she goes, do you not feel that way? I'm like, oh, bitch, you know what you're doing. You knew Whitney was full of shit and delusional, and that's why you're bringing it up like this, which I'm here for, because it is absolutely delusional of Whitney to think that Lisa is that affected by her. Like, you know, kind of even no offense to Whitney. It's just like, no, of course she's not. You know what I mean? So then Monica, though, is in Meredith's room now, and Meredith is under the blankets, and her face is so fucked up. There's no other word for it. She's got like one eye more closed than the other eye. And she's and she looks at Monica, but she's kind of like, who's this? This lady? And then Monica's, Monica's turned the thermostat up to 80. And Meredith says, I'm not warm, but I'm not shivering. So that's good news. But then <laughs> Monica asks about, how do you feel about the room situation? Well, my feelings were hurt by the way it was handled. You all see I'm not feeling well. I'm walking around Bermuda in a blanket, wrapped in a blanket, she says, as if walking around Bermuda in a blanket. Okay, okay. And there was talk of me getting a bathtub. What happened there? And then she says, Meredith has re- like she really likes visual like a hand gesture visual aids. She says it shows the level of respect that I have from the women in this group, which at this point looks like at a zero. She has and she she and she actually does take the time and energy to pull her whole hand up from under the covers. Then Monica, but okay, here's my thing with Monica. You have a room with a bathtub. You know she wants a room with a bathtub. Wouldn't the solution be going into her room and saying, like, you can take my room. It's fine. You can have my bathtub. But instead, she's just like, hmm. 
okay, well, do you want the blinds closed? And Meredith is under the cover. Like, she's practically fully covered by them. If you could close them, that would be good. Okay, girl. So Monica goes and sits with Lisa and Heather and tries to get them to feel, like, sympathy for Meredith, but is still not willing to give up the room. Like, she's like, she really wanted a bathroom or a bathtub. And I'm like, you have one. But even then, she says in her confessional, I love her, I'm concerned, but I'm also not giving up my room. So a producer texts Merritt Howard, how are you? And she writes, I'm really not good. I'm really not good. Next up is a guy with a backpack coming to her room. And he checks her blood pressure, and it's fine. (laughs) So he's like, let's check something else. Uh Uh-huh. The rest of the girls, they do a rum tasting on the beach, and Whitney is super late. Uh, but when when she walks up, Lisa, like, I don't think Lisa can help it. She starts to give Whitney some, like, slay mama moments. Like, yes, coming up here. But Whitney just jogs right over to Monica and Heather and, like, doesn't even acknowledge Lisa. But I, re- okay, side note. I love Lisa's beach look. It's unexpected. It's a nude, long sleeve, high neck, ribbed top with gold satin cargo pants. I was like, you know what? I love it. I don't, you know, it's not on the nose. It's not like your typical beach wear. I'm into it. Heather tells them that Meredith is on an IV and will not be attending. And they flash to Heather going to Meredith's room and asking the doctor, oh my God, is she okay? And he goes like that. He's like, yeah, she's okay. She's just a bit dehydrated. Like he looked irritated. He's like, she's fine. Can't believe I'm here. Meredith's glam person is doing her makeup. While she is hooked up to the bed. And then he's putting powder on her and she slurs, I don't even really know what's going on. (laughs) Other than somehow I'm the only one who really cares about a bathtub. And I have a room with no bathtub. Above and beyond that, I don't really know what happened. Because you're blacked out. Because you don't know what's going on because you're fucked up. The rumors and nastiness about her. If you sell anything online and you're not using Shopify, do yourself a favor, make your life a whole lot easier and get on Shopify. We use Shopify for the merch store if she speaks Bravo and I was using Shopify prior to that because I thought I wanted to be a drop shipper. I guarantee Shopify has thought of things you haven't even thought about. Like you can increase your average order value by creating bundles using the Shopify bundles app. There's also Shopify magic, which is kind of new. And I wish I had known about this back when I was trying to be a drop shipper because it whips up content for you, like blog posts, product descriptions. You can generate instant frequently asked question and answers. You pick the perfect email send time and Shopify magic's free for every Shopify seller. There's an endless list of integrations and third-party apps, anything you can think of, things you haven't even thought of, from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your online business. Big companies are using Shopify, Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen. Plus the best part, in my opinion, because I needed a lot of this, was the Shopify award-winning help. They're so patient, they're always available. They were the game changer. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash she speaks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash she speaks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash she speaks. The rumors and nastiness about her. 
something I do not miss at all about drinking or hangovers. So when Waterboy sponsored the pod, I gave the product to my sister and I said, give this a test drive. Let me know how it goes. I did not expect such a glowing review because hangovers are hard. How do you combat a hangover? But Waterboy is apparently no joke. She's used my code to purchase two more rounds of Waterboy. You know, it's the holiday season. There's lots of drinking, lots of partying going on. She's busy. She doesn't have time for a hangover. She says it's the best she's ever had. So Waterboy is a hydration powder. It's scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. There are other hydration packs on the market, but nothing comes anywhere close to fighting those Sunday scaries like Waterboy. There's zero sugar and over three times the electrolytes of liquid IV. Your hangover stands no chance. Unlike their competitors, Waterboy has added specific ingredients beyond just hydration to help with nausea, anxiety, and fatigue. We all know that hydration alone isn't enough to help after a holiday bender. These make great stocking stuffers for the drinkers in your life. They will thank you. And for this holiday season, our listeners get 15% off your entire order with our exclusive link at waterboy.com slash she speaks. Most hydration powders are packed so full of sugar that cause you to crash even harder. Not to mention you have to drink so many of them to get the electrolyte replenishment that your body really needs to recover. And Waterboy has over nine times the electrolytes as Gatorade. Inside each stick, there's ginger for the nausea and to make your tummy feel better. They also include L-theanine to help calm your nerves and reduce your anxiety. I think that's the game changer. And maybe the best part about Waterboy is how amazing it tastes. Their most popular flavors include strawberry, lemonade, lemon lime, and blue raspberry. You're going to actually want to drink these. Waterboy is also gluten-free, caffeine-free, dairy-free, vegan, and made right here in the U.S. of A. A lot of things get worse as you get older, but your hangovers don't have to. Waterboy isn't a magic cure, but it's pretty damn close. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. It's time to stop dealing with that anxiety alone. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount with our link at waterboy.com slash she speaks. That's 15% off at waterboy.com forward slash she speaks. It's time to ho, ho, hydrate this holiday season. I love that. Eventually, Meredith makes it down to the bus and they cheer for her. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. She actually, she's wearing another like not typical island attire. She's wearing a white shirt and a black blazer. So, but then Meredith goes as like a, there's like a beat. I have a question for every, everyone in this car. Who here, long pause. Has a room with a bathtub in it. Everyone raises their hands. You all saw that I was white as a ghost in a blanket on an island, very ill. Okay, guys, that is making it sound like she's stranded in the middle of an island somewhere with a blanket wrapped around her. She was on the bus with them. Okay, that you you were with her. Like you're not you're not stranded on an island, lady. I said I'd like to warm up, I'd like to take a bath, and somehow I got shoved in one without a bathtub. And I also, mind you, her eyes, like one eye is still like more open than the other, so her face is all kinds of whacked out because she's out of it. 
And I just thought it might have been nice knowing as sick as I was that you might have thought, oh, let's give her a room with the bathtub. Whoa. One second. Pausing for siren. Lisa interrupts and asks, oh, so who's like, who's, who's going to give up their, their room with the bathtub? I don't know. I'm not picking at anybody individually. It's as a group and as a whole, I don't feel respect. And this just exemplified it, which is not the word, but I like that she said it wrong. They do a flashback on Whitney in the bathtub when she was running two hours late for the rum tasting. You know producers set this up. Whitney's like, let's do a spiteful bathtub moment so that when you play the episode, Meredith can see that I was loving my bathtub. She is feeling herself, Whitney. Whitney is doing too much. Like, really? You had to do a bathtub moment? You've never had a bathtub moment and now you're doing a bathtub moment just to spite Meredith? Okay. Lisa tells Meredith that you didn't specify you wanted a room with a bath. I'm shivering and freezing. I said I wanted to warm up with a bath. Angie's like, I like just thought you were a little under the weather, a.k.a. had too much to drink and took too many sleeping pills. But Meredith, you were also making snarky comments about her laying on her back and spreading her legs. Huh? <laughs> what? Then they show this flashback to the tour of the house in the beginning when they got there, when Angie had said to Heather, you should have this room just in case you bring someone home. And Meredith... Because she's so out of it and probably looking for anything Angie does to like jump on. She goes, well, Heather, I didn't know you lie on your back and spread your legs for everybody. What? Meredith, Meredith, she goes, I did say that, Angie, because you said, oh, Heather, you should have the one with two bathrooms. Intimating that she's bringing men home. And I threw back at your own words, because why? Do you think she lies on her back and spreads her legs? Because that's what you said to me, Angie. I mean, the woman is. How, like, under this level of um, substances and, uh, what what am I saying, Um, influence, under this level of, um, she's this under the influence and she's still like, I've not forgotten all the things like the bathtub and the things you said to me, Angie. Now, Angie and Meredith go back and forth. I did not threaten your family. Threatening is intent. I could I could ruin anyone's family. Get a dictionary. <sighs> Meredith then in her confessional. It gets to the point when you're accused of something over and over, you might as well do it. Is that a threat? I don't know. Is it? Angie's like, I've tried to be cordial with you, Meredith, and you're just not. And she goes, you should sit down with me one-on-one, Angie. Angie's like, yeah, I kind of have wanted to do that. Meredith's like, that would be fine. Okay. Now, I just wanted to stop briefly. If you've gotten this far into this episode and you're not already subscribed, whether that be on YouTube or on a podcast, please subscribe. I really want to grow the show And my mantra for 2024 is ask for what I want. Well, one of my mantras. All right, back to the show. At dinner, Angie and Meredith are seated across from each other, and Lisa is across from Whitney. So it's like it's you kind of it seems like it was set up like that, obviously. Although, how else would you do it? Like, that's what's so tricky about these dinners is like who would sit next to who or across from who? Because then someone would have to sit next to someone they didn't want to sit next to. Dinners are always tricky. Seating at dinners, you know? 
Lisa and Heather just tell Meredith that they're sorry. That well, Meredith starts to say, you know how you have to under how would you know that you upset me if I don't tell you? And then Lisa just goes, I'm very sorry you were upset. And Heather goes, yeah, me too. And then <laughs> Meredith's like, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. So that seems to be over. And that's, well, that's not because it's Meredith. But then Whitney, of course. Whitney, Whitney, ooh, Whitney pissed me the fuck off in this scene, you guys. Oh, my God. Whitney goes, in the spirit of saying your feelings are hurt and you just like someone to acknowledge them, Lisa, the other day, I told you when I told you that you hurt my feelings. And Lisa, Lisa's like, I was dancing on eggshells. Eventually, Lisa yells and she's like, you treated me terribly at Meredith's event. And Whitney goes, you're making it about yourself. I don't want to say that, but you are. And that prompts Lisa to be like, okay, yeah, you know, Heather told me that you said I'm self-absorbed and you're helping me be a better person. Whitney goes, what? 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 She's fucked up. She's got to be. Why are you meddling in my friendship with Lisa, Heather? I love Lisa and I'm friends with Lisa. And then it's like this weird moment where she kind of flips and she's like, she's spinning. And she looks at Lisa. She's spinning this so that you'll be mad at me. Huh? Lisa brings up, I mean, she's not wrong. Like they are in this really weird, Heather and Whitney are in this really weird battle to have the more genuine friendship with Lisa. And it's absurd. But Lisa brings up the other day at Whitney's house and how she was frustrated. I was frustrated then. And then the whole situation of Meredith's happened where you were trying to claim that, like, we were throwing it in your face, me and me and Heather. And that's not true. And Whitney goes, I just said you need to be self-aware and read the room. I would say the same thing to you, Whitney. Okay. And so Lisa's like, but I was dancing on eggshells. And Whitney goes, for the first time ever... Lisa has this weird speech. She goes, no, I dance on eggshells all the time. I'm so sensitive to your feelings. I'm a fucking bulldog, okay? I can take everybody else, but I temper myself, I quiet myself, and I do that because not everybody can handle it. (laughs) What the fuck? What are you saying, Lisa? Are you saying you want to say some shit to them for real? Like you would would say some shit to Whitney if you could, but you know she can't handle it because I'm here for that. Lisa says she's gone blows with Heather over Whitney. And I can see that Whitney really spirals here, the way she like kind of brings in Heather. Lisa's like, I, we've talked through the church issues. We're good. And Whitney goes, and you guys put me in the middle of that. Now it's a full on battle to make Lisa like the other one better. Like, so Whitney says that Heather, Heather was always triggered anytime I talked about Lisa and she had problems with your journey with the church. And then Heather is, like, frantic, too. She doesn't have a journey. She's Mormon 2.0. Ooh. Okay. Now we're, now we're like, now we're advocating for Lisa. Whitney goes, Heather, shut the fuck up. Heather's like, don't say that to me. I'm pissed. Don't you ever tell me to shut the fuck up. And Whitney, with all the attitude that I'm telling, it came from Ultimate Girls Trip. She just goes, okay. Ew. But then Whitney switches gears completely. It's so bizarre. And she looks to Lisa and she goes, Lisa, I'm just so used to you comforting me. And maybe I was just not receptive to your comfort at Meredith's event. What? Now, I I don't agree with Heather because I do think that Lisa maybe coached or, or was listening a lot to Whitney when she was going through her fallout with Heather, maybe. 
Um, but also what you you have said over and over again that you're always there for Lisa. But now Lisa's the, Lisa's the one who's there for you. Whitney, you're drunk. Whitney, you're drunk. Whitney and Lisa kind of come to a truce and then Whit goes to cheers Heather and Heather's like, I'm, I'm no, no, thank you. But then it takes this turn I didn't see coming because Whitney's like, oh, because I said, shut the fuck up. And Heather goes, no, because you sound like a Lisa cult devotee. When did you guys become so close that you need her to be the first one to run up and hug you after your friend died? Whitney says, you guys have no idea about what our friendship is like. And if we were to tell you, you would all be triggered and try to ruin it. What? Monica and Meredith are like, no, that's not what's happening. And Whitney goes, Lisa, do we talk every day? Lisa says, we talk a lot. You guys are so jealous of the fact that Lisa and I are friends. That's it. Honey, you are delusional. And Heather says to Lisa, you better defend me right now because this is crazy. Whitney goes, don't call me crazy. And at the same time, Heather and Lisa go, this is crazy. Whitney, you're just mad because I'm not crawling up your ass. Who are you, Whitney Rose? Who who the fuck are you right now? Get your oh, she's real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heather, Whitney, you said shut the fuck up to me. Yeah, because I can. Uh oh, uh, oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Jeez. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. They get back to the house. Okay, they leave dinner. Back to the house. Meredith is opening up wine. Monica, Monica at one point asks uh, Meredith, because it's just the two of them left. Everyone goes to bed. Monica goes, have you eaten? She says, no, I just don't have much of an appetite. You need to stop drinking then. I don't, this woman's face, her, her face is gone. Like I've only seen this with friends who are blacked out. So I don't know how she remembers anything ever when, when she's in states like this. Because she's still on the bath on the bathtub situation. All I needed was for someone to say, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. That's it. Because I'm the only one who wants a bathtub. I'm the only one. But she's out of it. She is slurring. She, it all feels very fifth grade. And she just keeps attacking me. Here we go again with the hand gestures. Gaslighting and manipulation 101. Okay. Monica decides now is a good time to bring up the DMs that they both got allegedly about being Angie being in the Greek mafia. And Meredith pulls what she always pulls and denies knowing anything about it. I you know, I haven't checked my DMs in in a while. I'm very behind. She did this exact thing with Whitney last season with the Lisa rumors where she's like, where she says that she's heard things and they clearly had conversations off camera 
and then they decide or Meredith decides not to be the one to take it. That's what I'm saying. She's very LVP in that way. So she will deny, deny, deny. And now this is, I think, the third person coming forward with something like this with Meredith, where she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But her final line is, karma comes back. You do, When you do bad things, karma comes back. Aren't you the one with no bathtub who's sick? So it feels like some karma's coming for you, girl. You know what I mean? But this woman, this woman is going to, of course, deny that it was alcohol and pills. It's like when Vicky, remember when Vicky, when they went to um, Iceland and she had to be carried out in a stretcher? But she was talking about the stuff she had taken. It was like, I took an Adderall and then I took a sleeping pill and then I took another Adderall. Like, you were high. You were fucked up. That's what's wrong with you. That's what happens. Okay. I swear, Meredith has probably done this so many times. I can just see her on family trips. Mom, mom, mom is taken to bed. She's not well. And the family and the kids know. They're like, she's just, she drank too much. But they won't, they would never say that to her. They know better. They know. They know not to, not to go there. Next week, it's like, it's going to take forever to get to that damn phone call, I feel. I think they're going to be, I think we get three, two more episodes in Bermuda. Because this one count, yeah. So I don't even know if next week the phone call happens. I'm just trying to prepare myself mentally. I did get word on the street. Uh, I did get some tea from the word on the street. People, not every, not everyone realizes that I can't do recaps if I know what happens because otherwise I'll just tell everybody or sound like a weirdo, being like, "I know, but I can't say anything the whole time." So I don't know if this is what actually happened, but I got. I got the, this is what happened in the phone call, T, but I don't know if I did not validate it with my source who could tell me for sure what happens. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to share it because I don't want it. To, what if it is? And I'm going to be so pissed. So I may have had a spoiler. Um, and if it is, if that is the spoiler, uh, it's just kind of weird. If the if the spoiler I got was there, but I, I I'm not going to repeat it because again it's all it's not fun to have things ruined, guys. It's really not. Like I I like I like I like experiencing it as it unfolds. I really do. Otherwise, it's like watching it kind of pointlessly because I'm like I already know what happens. So I actually don't like getting the whole thing spoiled. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it TV. You know, that's what I like about it. All right, well. Screw you, Spectrum. I'm going to have to go to a freaking, like, Starbucks or something to use their Wi-Fi to upload these episodes. But whatever I got to do for you guys, I say. Anyway, if you're going to attend the Friday Live, I have a photo shoot on Friday. So I'm not sure if I'll make it home by 3 o'clock. So I have it scheduled for 6 p.m. PT. uh, And hopefully that is fine, too. I don't, you know, I don't know. So, but keep, keep your eye out. And like I said, no more, no more Salt Lake City lives, but uh, I'll of course keep covering it. All right, guys, I love you. Mean it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams 
like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.